So let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Boom! We are on the air, my friends. Welcome to Flavor Odyssey, everybody. Heck yeah, welcome back. We are hanging out. It's a Wednesday night, and you guys, uh, for all of you Flavor Odyssey fans out there, you guys do not know the lengths that we go through to make sure that this show comes to you every single Wednesday night. And you may notice our good buddy, wait, hold on, Randy Griggs over there. He's not, he's not in the normal uh, studio. Randy, tell everybody where you are at oh. tonight. Yeah, no lot B uh, tonight. And this is establishes now, Eric. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do all the like ins and outs of everything just in case. Um, I, yeah, don't ever worry about stepping on my toes. As I am coming to you live on location from Kona, Hawaii. I am on the west side of the Big Island on a personal vacation with my beautiful family. Um, but as Robbie Raz was out again this week, to your point, the show must go on. So here we go. That's right, baby. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, is we, we, we've, we've gone back and forth this week several times. Like, should we do the show? Uh, Robbie can't do the show this week for some, um, some he's, he's got stuff going on that's uh, unavoidable. And then Randy's going to be in Hawaii. Should we? But we just skipped a week a couple weeks ago. So we we're like, the show, Randy, must go on. And so even though you are on That's location right. in beautiful Hawaii and everybody, I mean, we're so sorry for you, Randy, that you have to be in Hawaii. But um, <laughs> that's OK, because we're going to have fun anyways, because everybody really ultimately what we want to do every Friday night is we want to drink delicious <laughs> drinks and we want to smoke amazing cigars. And so that's what we're going to be doing. So, guys, audience, if you're watching that's on great. Facebook and if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to be leaning on you guys hard tonight. We want to hear your pairings. Don't post them yet, but uh, we want to hear your pairings and how they're going. 
because we're going to be leaning on you tonight, Dojo. This is a uh, this is one of those shows where you know since since uh, since Robbie isn't with us and Randy is uh, how many miles is Hawaii off the coast, Randy? A million. Thousand. <laughs> a thousand. <lot>. It's a <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah. Ten million miles. No, no, I'm I'm glad you said that and, and, and I totally agree. And I'll tell you I'm I'm super jazzed because I've gotten a lot of messages on Dojoverse, uh both private and and uh on, on the feed. I've seen people out finding the beers and I'm super excited about that. We touched on it a little bit last week. Um, doing German beers is a lot of fun. It uh, helps us to sometimes break up the monotony of getting into our comfort zones and just drinking and smoking what we always uh, are so accustomed uh, to drinking. I love all the messages that I've got from everybody, from Bill and Barry, um, that, that it wasn't even that easy to find some of these beers. And I promise, and that's another reason why the show must go on, because we've asked you guys to go out and seek these beers at specialty bottle shops in a lot of cases these days. Uh, and we really appreciate that you guys stay tuned and follow along with the pairings. Uh, we really hope that you guys experience something that kind of gives you, as I always like to say, an aha moment and brings you back to a flavor that maybe you haven't ever had or if you have, you haven't maybe revisited in a while. And all these beers go super, super well with cigars. This one, you know, I took some shots at, at Robbie both in my lives and maybe a little bit last week for omitting Pilsner from the German uh, beer segment, but this one brings it all home right here. Uh, a German Munich is what we're gonna be drinking today. Um, we'll go through our pairings here in a second, but I'm super excited about this style. It's a style you guys should all be familiar with. We should all probably, myself included, try and force ourselves to remember to revisit with more frequency because it's really dang good. And it goes fantastic with cigars and food. Um, so, with that being said, uh, I'll go ahead and reveal my pairing. Um, we'll talk a little bit about why I thought this was going to be a perfect pairing. I really do think that I am knocking it out of the park on this one, Eric. I'm not kidding. Uh, I am pairing my – what I was able to get there, there's probably five to eight really commonly found um, import traditional German Dunkels. Um, I got the, my hands on the Eyinger. And I am going to be pairing that with the Opus X uh, Lost City. Oh, I'm not used to having my not having my nice camera. You're not going to get focused on that. <laughs> but that is the uh, the Lost City Opus X, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Eric, what are you pairing tonight? So uh, uh, just just so you know, I go into the liquor store, right? And I'm I'm trying to find a Dunkel, right? And um, I ask as you do as you as you do. Um, by the way, welcome, uh, Jordan, <laughs> producer, Wonder Kid. Jordan, hey. how are you doing tonight, Jordan? Yeah, I'm excellent. And we've got Matt over there in the uh, studio audience. Matt, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Doing good, thanks. So I go into the liquor store, boys, and hey. and Randy, I say to the guy, I need, for this podcast I'm on, I need a German Dunkel. Dunkel. And the guy, you know what the first thing he says to me is? He says, I hate you. I want to thank you. It's pronounced for... Dunkel. No, he says, I want to oh. thank you for pronouncing it correctly. It's a Dunkel. And he, he was like so nice. shocked that I said it that way. And I only said it that way because you told me, Randy, last week that that's what it's called. So <laughs> I'm super um, uh, thankful for the Whoa. show because now I feel like I'm in. You know, I mean, I'm on the inside with that guy, the beer yeah. guy there. So I have the exact same beer as you do, Randall. 
Um, there it is. Let's see if I can get that in focus. But anyways, there we go. I've got the Einger. Uh, is that how you say it? Einger? Okay. I'm sure. Why not? Uh, I got the Einger Dunkel. And I decided I'm going to make a recipe on the show. I'm going to actually make a recipe. So this beer you told me is going to be malt f- uh, forward. So I, my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. is a ice cream chocolate malt. So I was like, okay, I've got the malt. Now I need the chocolate. So I am going with the Padron 1964 nice. uh, Anniversario there. Look at that bad boy. Um, this is one of my favorite cigars of all time. So I'm hoping to get a chocolate malt tonight. Jordan, what do you got? I've got uh, Randy's humidor got left here, and it continues to pay interest. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going with uh, Placencia Alma Forte. Uh Big old beefy well done, stick well here. Lots of body, lots of earth. Uh, yeah. Matt, what do you got? I'm going with the HBC. Yo, what'd you get out of here? Randy's humidor? I'm looking for, no, I've, I got oh, my nice. own. I'm looking for like that uh, kind of German bar, crusty bread, salted peanut. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, Randy, I got to tell you, go. check this out. I'm going to open my beer with this official German. Uh, beer opener. Whoa. Now, Matt, there's a German saying on this thing. This is Matt's. Um, what is? What did you say that this saying is? I can't, obviously I don't know German, but what does it say? Uh, I I think it said something like, uh, "Be nice and nice to your wife, and she will prepare you a beer." Aha! Heck yeah! That's a great saying. So I'm gonna open it right now with that and pour it yeah, into my words to live by right there. Exactly. Um, whoa! It's, I got a little bit of. Uh, I got a little bit of spillage. All right, Randall. So, uh, Dunkel, which means Dunkel. essentially uh, dark. Yes. Right? That's Tell right. us about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about the, the beer style. I will, I will say, love the, uh, the bottle opener. And, and it actually does pay homage to German traditions that um, brewing was traditionally a, a uh, kind of a kitchen chore. So it was, was typically carried out. The wives of the family often were the brewers of the family. Um, and so, so beer brewing, you know, in traditional Germany, Germany, we talked a little bit about the purity law last week. You know, 15, 16, they decided that they wanted to keep wheat out of beer. They wanted to keep mugwort and all these other goofy things out, out of beer. And so they determined that uh, they were only going to uh, brew beer uh, legally with barley, water, and hops. Later on, after the 1700s, when Louis Pasteur identified the fact that there was uh, such thing as, as yeast, and, and uh, shortly thereafter the microscope was created, um, it was amended to allow yeast as the fourth ingredient. <clears throat> and then uh, it was about 40 years after the original purity law in the 1560s that they banned summer brewing. Again, this is what drove all of German styles to go uh, into lagers. They were no longer able to ferment at those warmer temperatures that summer created. You know, this all predates uh, refrigeration, right? So they were subject to ambient temperatures and the, the yeast that organically survived and thrived in those cooler winter months were lager um, uh, yeasts, 
which again, I, I love repeating this every time we get a chance, the difference between an ale and a lager is very generically gonna be um, just as simple as a lager is gonna be cleaner and more refreshing, while an ale is going to be fruitier and more rich and full in flavor and have more of that kind of lasting standing flavor um, uh, on palate. All right, very so, nice. Uh, so going into, yeah, going into Dunkel very specifically. So I, I, of the time, Hellas was um, was the most common style, a, a light beer. Then you got your Dunkel, and then you got your Schwartz beer, which is a black beer. And so it was it was pretty much that simple. It was just like light, dark, and black. And so the Dunkel is the original brown beer of Bavaria. These beers really came out in the 1830s after the air kiln. Originally, when they were uh, going through the malting process, they were doing it on direct fire, which led for a really uneven uh, consistency of the drying process where they're adding direct fire. And so you're getting some scorched sides leading to some like acrid and burnt flavors, some roasted flavors. You're also getting some smokiness. And so you had that all the way until the mid-1800s, about 1830, uh, they invented the air kiln. And they were able to, then to really dial in the drying process and, and heat these, uh, these little kernels of barley up to a very specific level. And, and that's when beers like this were able to be made, where you had that rich, it wasn't quite roasted character. You get more of that like uh, toasted, that chocolatey, mm characteristic but something really to like think about when i talk about chocolate and roasted flavors in a lager versus an ale you know you'd compare that to like a brown ale or a porter for instance it's going to be much more full in flavor and have much more of those like heavy chocolate flavors because they're ales that lager yeast keeps this very light dry keep in mind this is like a 4.8 to 5.3 percent range uh, for for the style in general. So the characteristics and, and flavor descriptors for a Dunkel are typically going to be chocolatey, nutty, um, caramelly. We'll talk a little bit about the caramelization or Meyerd process uh, here in a minute. But you get caramelly um, and lots of biscuity and bready notes to the beer. All right. And I get that right off the bat just by tasting this. Uh, my first sort of uh, uh, go around with this. Lots of malty like you said toasted bread sort of notes and um again this is a beer the german beers we're so used to the that carbonation of like american style beers and this does mm. it's does not have that you know it's a lot more like uh, uh it seems less carbonated but um yeah but it has that same just like last yeah. week that same like balanced explosion when you take a sip it just yeah foams up basically yeah, yeah, it's very, very good. I mean, these are underrated. I'm so glad we're doing this segment um, because it it is a good pairing with this cigar. Now, Randy, we're going head-to-head -head with two juggernauts in the cigar world, uh, Fuente, yeah. Fuente versus Padron. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. What made you pick the cigar that you picked uh, for this pairing? Yeah, well, uh, initially, I was looking at doing something a little bit darker. Actually, the Placencia Alma del Fuerte 
um, or Alma Fuerte, pardon me, um, that uh, that Jordan's smoking out of my personal stash uh, <laughs> was, was on my uh, on my radar as as something that I was considering as well until I started, you know. For the shows, you know, I've studied these styles for years, so I know the I know the the basic um, building blocks of, of all these. But I started doing some reading in preparation for the show to kind of refresh my memory on some of the uh, history and tradition of this style, and just reading all the descriptors of biscuity and bread and all the reminders that well, well, you're gonna get um, you know chocolate notes. Uh, you know, especially on this show, we've done so many American styles, to your point. We've done so many uh, porters and stouts. And you don't nearly get – one of the real distinctions of a dunkel is you don't get that sweetness, that lasting, like, sticky, sweet character in the mouth. You get that nice lager, refreshing – it's still very clean. You know, you, st- you, you, you have some residual caramel you know, sweetness, don't get me wrong, but the body is different. You know, it's just not as thick as those american styles that we've done and so um so i was kind of peeking around in in some of the cigars that i brought out with me and uh padron was uh you know i, I have a 1926 on hand i've got a placenta on hand and then i i ran across this one in my humidor and i was thinking you know i thought so many times about toasted bread with this one you know i've talked many times um, this is my favorite opus x Eric, um, you've heard me say that n- numerous times you know they do this uh, cigar after the traditional harvest you know that there's this great story that goes along with this if you guys haven't seen the movie i recommend it it's a pretty fun one it was a, a passion project of andy garcia uh the guy that played um, in oceans 11 is the bad guy uh he uh he did a, a movie called lost city and it it kind of covered the story of when um, the revolution came through in cuba and um, and the plantation owners were kind of losing their, their farm to the government at that time. And, uh, and Andy Garcia, you know, stars, directs, produces, and writes the, the, the film, I, I believe. And, uh, and he, he wanted to do this scene in a tobacco field under the cheesecloths. But the time of the year they were doing the filming, they actually went to Chateau de Fuente and went to Carlito. And they wanted to film uh, this scene specifically at Carlito's um, Chateau de, la Fuente, de Fuente, and uh, and Carlito said, "Well, we're we're going to have harvested everything by the time you want to come through, but I guess we could do another planting, uh, and and I'll just consider the tobacco a loss because that's like we would never plant a second planting on that on that, that farm, and so that's exactly what they did. So they planted a whole crop of of tobacco and laid the cheesecloth." just for show, just to film this movie. Well, Carlito and his team went out there and were checking the tobacco and said, well, this actually does look good enough to harvest. And they did so. And that is what led to this specific uh, line of the Opus X. It is a second harvest off of um, off the estate property where they grow the Opus X uh, wrapper. And so it's a little bit darker. You know, it gets a lot more sunlight than the traditional Opus X wrapper does. It, it leads it to being a little bit more of that bread crust, toasty richness that I like so much and that I think would go really well with uh, with the beer. So that's that's why I chose this one. Very nice. Uh, good pick. I, 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 not only um, do I love the cigar and I know that it has chocolate notes, but this is the cigar and even the size that really got me uh, into the premium cigar uh, lifestyle um 
when uh, we came back from Vegas yeah. way back in the day, and I'd had some cigars with Jordan and Dominic, and and they were like kind of freaking out that I smoked a cigar because back in the day, like smoking was kind of like a no-no in the family. And we went to a um, we went to a cigar lounge. I I'd read that this was really great, and I picked it out. And when I smoked this, Randy, I was like, okay, I I. It was like a light, you know, like going off on the top of my head. Like I all of a sudden I understood that like what premium cigars were all about. Like it's not like cigarettes or anything else. Like this is like a whole nother world, a whole nother universe. And I remember leaving there that night and I had just a little nub left and I didn't want to put it down. Like I I was like, you know, the place was closing and we're all like walking to our cars. And I, I remember thinking like, God, this is so good. It just tastes like it just tastes like milk chocolate and baking spice and i I've, ever since that time i've always had a you know a place in my heart for this particular cigar and i thought you know going into tonight this is the time to bust out uh this particular cigar because if this beer is malty like randy says it is uh chocolate and malt are gonna go super well together and on first impression i'm loving this pairing so far i mean we're, we're early on uh, but i can say uh i, I like what i'm getting with the, the toasted, buttery, malty notes of the beer combined with the chocolatey baking spice of the cigar. And um, uh, so far, super happy. Jordan, how's your, uh, how's your uh, Placencia going? I was muted. Uh, man, the cigar's so good. Uh, for me, this is definitely the best <laughs> Placencia in the Placencia lineup. First one they came out with, still the best. Um, it's got... Uh, it has a, a lot of Placencia stuff. I find like a mineral kind of a, like a mineral earth, kind of more like the the smell of rain on concrete. Um, but it has a has a delicate uh, black pepper spice in the retro. Nothing too intense. Um, Mouthfeel is yeah. is pretty intense. Like that's so far right off the bat. That's the thing I'm enjoying between the two the most is that the the balanced beer really just kind of explodes on the mouth feel, and so does the cigar. Um, and they're kind of, they both kind of have these sort of caramely, chocolatey notes as well. Uh, real nice so far. Matt, uh, real quick, what do you think of your HVC? You got the 500 year? Yeah, I got the 500 year, and it is great. The beer is really good too. Uh, it, I'm getting like a, a, a really nice sweetness on the cigar after, because the beer lingers in your mouth so long that I think it's adding to the cigar, giving it a little sweetness. I kind of like that. All right. Uh, so, so far, I think everybody's digging their. They're you guys, pairing. You guys want an early vote, or when do we want to vote? Uh, well, up. I'm not going to put up the YouTube poll until after the commercial break because you can't re-vote on the YouTube poll, which we found out last week. Um, so, but, but yeah, what's the early returns on Facebook? Well, I I can open it if we want. We can open what the poll? Oh yeah, we should, yeah do that. All open right. that, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Randy, let's take a a, a quick side note uh, away from our pairings. Tell us about Hawaii. How is the, your trip going? I mean, we're all jealous. There's no question about it. Uh, you go to Hawaii more than anybody that I know personally, and um, you're there. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, the one thing I remember about Hawaii going there um, is it typically gets windy. There's like trade winds every day from like one to three or something like that. Uh, but how, how's Hawaii? What, how, what are you doing out there? Tell everybody what's going on. Yeah, no. Um, so I, the quick update uh, on the most immediate thing is when we planned this and I was kind of citing where I was going to do this, uh, I am currently on the Lanai, 
of my sister's condo. Uh, lanai is just a fancy word for balcony in Hawaii. And so uh, I like to give them crap about that. Is they, they have to make everything seem a little bit fancier than it really is. Just balcony, but they call it a lanai. Um, but it, this is the western side of the island right behind me. So the sun is bearing down on me. It's about 98 degrees. I'm sweating pretty profusely at this point. Uh, but no, but, but I'm having a fantastic time. As you said, I do like to come out here. It's a little bit easier jump over um, where we are on the West Coast. Um, and so uh, one of the things that I thought was pretty cool, you mentioned the trade winds and the one o'clock kind of phenomenon. Uh, uh, the last two times I've been on the islands, I was, uh, I guess, two times ago in this time. Uh, I was in Maui a couple times ago uh, last year, and um, and we went to uh, coffee farms. And so we just went to a coffee farm a couple days ago, and it was really fantastic. It's the Kona Coffee Region, and they talked a lot about that. It actually uh, kind of plays into this conversation of talking about how the German uh, laws that govern the quality of beer that, that comes out in Hawaii, they actually have a, a federal uh, branch of their government that oversees the coffee that is grown here. And so you can only grow Kona, 100% Kona coffee in a very specific region of, of land. It has to be done to certain um, kind of quality standards and uh, general um kind of processes that they go through to be able to call it 100% Kona coffee. And it was pretty cool, though, because, you know, two of the things that they talked about actually reminded me a lot of uh, of um, something we've talked about in Ecuador in that they have a lot of cloud cover here. A lot of natural cloud cover really helps the, the, um, the coffee plants in that at 1 p.m. every day, doesn't matter how sunny or how beautiful of a day it is, they get a big heavy cloud cover that comes over and they get enough rain that they don't have to irrigate at all. They get enough natural rain that they do zero irrigation in this region. And uh, extra cloud cover actually allows the coffee to grow a little bit better. Uh, they use um, almost exclusively a Guatemalan bean stock that was uh, brought over here in the 1830s. Um, and so it's funny because a lot of it, as I was sitting in the tour and hearing some of this, I'm going, by a lot of these time frames, a lot of these things actually hit on uh, what we talk about in tobacco, what we talk about in, in, uh, in beer uh, quite a bit. So a lot of fun parallels there. So I highly recommend if you ever come to the Hawaiian Islands, get a chance to go on a coffee farm tour. Um, they're a ton of fun. You'll also find, you know, they talk a lot about fermentation and uh, and the drying process of the beans. Again, follows. You'll you'll find a lot of similarities where beer, tobacco, and coffee all really line up uh, with with a lot of uh, synergy, a lot, lot of similarities in their growing patterns and um, and how they're processed in general. Yeah, in fact, uh, so Rand I'm doing Randy, all this. Uh, Randy, I guess I'll just. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but real quick on yep. that note, um, when you're driving from Managua, Nicaragua to uh, Esteli, where the, most of the tobacco factories are and a lot of the tobacco is grown in Esteli, somewhere in between there, because you're going up, you're, you're going up in elevation a lot, like from Managua is like, you know, like sea level. And then Esteli is like, I don't know, 5,000 feet. It's, it's pretty high. But in the middle there, about 3,000 feet, is where they grow Nicaraguan uh, coffee beans. 
And so, yeah, you're right. There is a lot of parallels between, oh, you know, these yeah. these these regions do um, have a lot of crossover, even in Nicaragua, where, um, you know, their their coffee growing region is somewhere in between Esteli and Managua. So um, very interesting. Uh, it's cool that you got to check out the the, the growing area there. Yeah, they say it's uh, between 500 and 3000 feet is the uh, is the growing is the official growing uh, altitude here. But the way you said Managua, Nicaragua, it actually reminded me of something. There is no question that Drew pivotal and foundational partner to Cigar Dojo and the Dojo community. From the very first cigar collaboration, the Undercrown Maduro Dogma, to the epic stories of Dojo trips to Cigar Safari, not to mention a certain exceptionally handsome digital media manager, Drew Estate has been a champion and supporting <laughs> pillar of the Cigar Dojo community. Robbie Raz and I couldn't be more honored to have that support continue with the sponsorship of your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. Drew Estate, the number one premium brand in existence. The makers of Acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they have some of the best cigars available in the world. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke In. Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. How did he get back in the studio so fast and then weird. back to Hawaii? It's incredible. <laughs> Guys did not like that. Man, who was that handsome? <laughs> I I oh, love I love that everybody on. has an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here here's the thing. As I said, I'm on a lanai in a small condo complex, and I was a little concerned about you know the level the level of volume that I usually have to get to to do a proper Randy's read, you know, I figured it'd be better uh, for all you guys. I teleported back to Lot B, yeah. back to the island, just like that. Um, but as always, we... Sorry about that. Hey, Jordan, jeez. I was, Jordan was so excited. He wanted to Let's do, do it, it all. Let's <laughs> No, ah, we appreciate that, Randy. We know we know you're under. We, we know you're gonna you're, do, redo the open. Yeah, you're under. Uh, you're under some. Do some, it again. Some tight circumstances there on the on the lanai. So, we thought we'd help you out there. Now, folks, uh, now's yeah, the time. Yeah. Now's the time in the show. Uh, if you want to post yes. your pairing that you've got going tonight. Now, remember, Jordan's probably only gonna pick you if a you have a dunkel. Dunkel. 
And B, if it's something that you're doing right now, like if this is something that you did last week, probably he's not going to conclude you. Um, but Jordan's going to set aside three or four pairings. And at the end of the show, we will all decide which audience member paired it best, Randy. And of course, we'll also decide uh, yes. between you and I, which uh, one we paired it best. So, Randy, we're halfway yes. through now. This is halfway through the Oktoberfest celebration, uh, the four-week celebration on Flavor Odyssey. And um, we've got uh, – I, I know that this is early, but um, four weeks of German beers. But you've picked ones that are relatively unique enough to give us a different experience each time. And so uh, with German beers, I mean, so far – between the two that we've done, last week we did the, uh, what was it, the Westensteimer? What was it? Uh, 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 the the Weinstaffener. Yeah, that. that. Yeah, th- so far I'm really happy with these pairings. Like these are, to me, surprise pairings that I think these beers go really, really well with cigars just in general. Like uh, I think one of the reasons these go so well with cigars is they're not hoppy. Well, that's the thing. That that's what makes um, beer difficult to pair with food, with cheese, with uh, anything that you want to pair with. Is that bitterness factor? Bitterness is a tough uh, pairing element in general. And as we've talked so many times about, you know, IPAs, pale ales, um, those classic American styles that have taken over in volume consumption here in the states, um, really are fantastic beers and they're great to drink, but they don't pair that well with other things where English and German beers um, and Belgian beers for that matter are going to have a lot more um, emphasis on the yeast flavors, the water flavors and the malt flavors specifically that, you know, have sweetness, they have caramel notes that they have, you know, richness to them that, that you're going to be able to find more elements that can pair well with, with different things. Uh, you know, this beer specifically, you know, I want to talk a, just a little bit more. I didn't want to geek out too much on Dunkel, but it is such a fun style. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, that goes into this and the reason that they're able to keep it somewhat clean. Now, it, you know, and, and Matt's totally right. You know, I, I, I tried to make the point that it doesn't linger as much as, as an ale. And maybe lingering wasn't the right term. It doesn't have the same body. It's not as sweet, but there is a lot of flavor that does still stick to your palate. It does linger a bit, which honestly, for for smoking cigars especially, you want the beer to linger in the palate because you know. For and we've talked a lot about um, the different flavor um, experience that you get when you drink first and then puff, or puff first and then drink. But when you drink first and you allow all that kind of richness all that sweetness to kind of stick to your palate and then you take a draw of your cigar you get a lot more of that interaction between the smoke and the, and the residual flavor of the beer where if you take the a puff of the cigar first you're you're rinsing a lot of that out you've already blown out the smoke by the time you're drinking the the beer um so i'm a big you know sip first then take a draw off the cigar to like really get that that yes. true interaction that that heightened the height of 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 the experience um, and you definitely do. You do get um, a lot of residual um, lingering sweetness fr- from this. I-, I really only wanted to say that it doesn't have the sweetness of a stout or of a porter, which is just so much less balanced. And, and Jordan uh, hit on that 
that that's something that you're going to find in German beers very specifically is balance. And so while hoppiness and bitterness aren't something that's a prominent uh, characteristic in the overall flavor profile, they're so important in what we are tasting. Uh, so even though you don't like feel and taste that bitterness on, on your palate as much, it's re it's reducing the perception of uh, of the sweetness. There is significant hops in here, uh, but they're, they're German-style hops. They're noble hops that are known to be a little bit more floral and a little bit more herbal in, in, instead of being citrusy and, and dank. Um, and so, so that's, a, that's a big distinction uh, again. But one of the things that they do with a traditional German lager is they do what's called a decoction uh, mash. And so it, it's not just caramel malt, because we've talked about that. And anybody that's watching that is a home brewer uh, has, has gone to their homebrew shop. And you see there's a whole line of different caramel malts where you can add a, a malt in. Uh, it's malted barley that has been malted at such a high moisture that it literally caramelizes the sugars within the little kernel. And so when you, you kind of teabag that into your beer, you get a lot of more red color. You get a lot more of that caramel sweetness. That's not how they do it in traditional German brewing. They actually take the, the base malt itself, and while you're steeping it in water, trying to uh, convert starches into sugars, they actually pull that out and they boil it. And by doing that, you create the mired reaction that, that we refer to as caramelization. Um, it's a little bit, uh, from a scientific standpoint, my, my, uh, the mired effect and caramelization is uh, slightly uh, different. But uh, the mired reaction is what you get more when you grill food. So a, a beer like this goes so well with like, pork chops or, or any grilled meats. You know, this is such a fantastic beer. Again, you know, just to remind everybody, like, if you like this pairing, go get yourself a couple more dunkles and try it with some other things that you guys are, are eating. Dunkel. Uh, it's and, pronounced Dunkel, Randy. Dunkel, Randy. It's, it, called, it it's pronounced uh, Dunkel. Uh, At least traditional. Well, it's what a, Dunkel, Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, get, 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 the, get the Dunkel and try it. It makes a, sup, uh, a far superior pairing than an IPA. If you're, if you're barbecuing, if you're getting, uh, if you're, again, think pan seared or uh, oven roasted meats, grilled meats. Um, barbecue can be a little bit strong if, you, if you're using sauce and you've got the, the smoky and the molasses and the sweetness. But, it, but if you're just doing like a pan-seared steak Ooh, or a pork yeah, chop, yeah. this is a phenomenal beer to pair with that. No, yeah. I, I can, and, and, I can and see. So again, I, yeah, I can see so what that would getting pair back to, to what you asked. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, oh, yeah. I think, I think well, one of the, I think, I think one of the reasons, that Randy, really that well with food. I, one of the reasons that I like this Padron pairing so well with this particular beer is just exactly what you just said. This this particular Padron would just go perfectly with like a red, you know, a, a very rare red steak of some sort, you know, um, a filet, you know, that kind of a thing. So when you when you said that, as you were saying that in my mind, I was thinking like, yeah, like I I get that right now with this with my cigar pairing so I can see where the, uh, the meat pairing would also be an excellent way to go. Yeah, absolutely. You create the whole trifecta there. If you get yourself a steak, a dunkel and a padrone, you're in the money. Um, 
But that being said, getting into my pairing a little bit, again, this Lost City is one of the stronger flavored, one of the more rich flavored Opus X's, in my opinion. Uh, it's definitely got that toasted bread note to it. Uh, it's not being overpowered at all by the beer, which is something that's important to me. It's one of the reasons I actually shy away from pairing Opus X's with, um, you know, anything too strong because I don't want to mask, you know, we, we talked about that. I don't know if it was last week or week before. We were talking about you don't want to light up a $30 cigar and then not be able to taste any of the subtle nuances and complexities due to, you know, pairing it with something that's uh, overly intense and overpowers it. Uh, the, you know, the the malt characteristic from the Dunkel is also very nuanced and complex. And I want to be able to allow that to, you know, kind of dance on my palate and have those flavors as well as the complexities of the cigar. And I think I'm doing that beautifully. The intensity of both of these is right on point. You know, the caramel sweetness in, in the beer, you know, to Matt's point, uh, actually brings out a little bit more sweetness in the cigar as, as well, because, um, you know, it's got that lingering note. So it's kind of adding without overpowering any of the flavors of the cigar. It's adding this additional sweetness that kind of enhances some of those cigar flavors. So um, I'm really enjoying the uh, the Opus X Lost City with the Dunkel. Randy, uh, Craig Lee said he's glad this beer does not have a, a formaldehyde-like flavor that he finds in some European beers. Is, is there anything to that? Mm. Mm. I don't know that I've ever used formaldehyde as a descriptor, or have I ever tried formaldehyde? I've, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have heard uh, E40 talk about uh, putting formaldehyde in cigarettes. Uh, I don't, I'm not really <laughs> sure what the uh, benefit th there is. Um, but, but, but just to say European, you, you know, uh, English ale has a, a, you know, especially in, in European beers, Yeast plays such a large role in the overall flavor uh, profile. German beers, the yeast is very clean, very neutral. It really allows the malt to be the biggest character, where European beers, the yeast has a much more, um, it's an ale yeast, and it has much more of a flavor impact. And so it, my, just off the cuff, my guess would be that the flavor that he's picking up on is probably coming from European, it would, just to say European, English ale yeast tastes very, very different. Um, this is a much cleaner, again, just allows that, that richness of the malt to be the, the star of the show. Now, uh, Randy, there was some concern before the show that uh, maybe you wouldn't be able to have a cigar because they're, you know, in your apartment complex there there's uh you know uh, lots of it's a lanai complex it's yeah there's you know there's but you're able to smoke and so uh, <laughs> apparently that's going okay you haven't been uh, arrested or anything yet well the good news is they're noise canceling headphones so if anyone's <laughs> yelling at me about it i can't hear them <laughs> All right, Jordan. Let's let's jump. We got. I'll, we got, I'll let you know post show. Yeah. Now, Jordan, we got a lot to talk about at the end of the show, so maybe we should jump into the audience pairings now, right. um, because at the end of the show we'll be talking about some other there items. There was uh, quite a bit of people pairing along with us tonight. Oh, good. Um, so we've got. Uh, how many? How many are you gonna do? Well, we've gotten. I I start off 
nine, but we don't. To, I'm not going to do all nine of them. I'll okay. just kind of see where we go. Maybe we'll right. do like four or five. All right. Uh, John Baranowski is doing a Weinstaffner dunkel with a Florida Las Antillas, my father. Mm, okay. That's a nice, uh, mm. some baking spice in that. Strong choice. Yeah, it all is right. a good choice. Bill Powers got the Wise Man Maduro with a Cluster uh, Doppelbach Dunkel something. Okay. Okay, whatever that was. All right. Uh, we got two guys actually doing the Florida Las Antillas. Craig, Craig Lee is doing it as well. Wow, interesting. Um, we've got Stephen Moses doing the Dunkel with the Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. Ooh, I like that. It's got some salt. He adds some, a little bit of salt to oh, the mix nice. there. Tanner's got a local dunkel and a ninja Hoya Ninjaragua. Ooh, now see, he's going for chocolate cover, chocolate covered roasted peanuts. Mm. Now Tanner, that's pretty smart because that's kind of what I'm doing. You're getting the malt, you're getting that malt from the dunkel. You're getting mm-hmm. the chocolate from the cigar. Nice little chocolate, m- chocolate and malt are a great combination. So pretty smart on Tanner's part there. Uh, we got Barry's doing the Quesada Oktoberfest dunkel with the Weinstaffner dunkel. Okay, so Dunkel Square. Now that was the one that was like, okay, this is the obvious cigar choice, right? The the cigar Dunkel. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. So Barry, thank you for doing that. And has Barry said how that's going? Does he has he has he mentioned if that's his? Not that I've seen. Okay, uh, any... uh, I'll get one more. Okay, one more. Mike Harvey's got a Dunkel with the OG Sassy. Okay, oh the OG Sassy also has the uh, same wrapper that I'm using, which is. Mexican San Andreas. Don't don't tell. I, I didn't say that, Jordan. I didn't say that on the show, but um, supposedly, who knows? Um, same same sort of chocolate flavor. So those that's also a good pick. Uh, Randy, out of those, uh, which one strikes your fancy? Well, I'll tell you. You, you know, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about yours. Mike I think your mic is like the, your the mic Andreas fell down was, into your shirt. Uh, there you go. There you go. Ah, you got yes, that. You got yes, that life beater it, on. It, it and... does continue to happen. <laughs> um, I I couldn't. I, I I'll be honest. You guys are just lucky. I'm wearing a shirt on this show at all. <laughs> it is that hot? Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, my concern and 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 all and I I'm I'm anxious to hear what you have to say about your pairing uh, as as we wrap this up here, Eric, because. My thinking was that the San Andreas could potentially overpower some of those nuanced flavors in the cigar. That was my big concern with going too dark on that. And so um, based on my, uh, you know, how I'm enjoying uh, what I'm smoking, I like the idea of going with something spicier and a little bit less chocolate. Let the the heavier chocolate note come from the beer itself. So my vote is going to go for the two gentlemen that chose the the Flor de las Antillas. All right. One of my favorite cigars, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with Tanner. I liked his... um, I liked the the route that Tanner uh, took on that one. So uh, my my vote's for Tanner. What do you think, Jordan? Man, uh, everyone did such a good job. Um... I think I I think I'll go with Bill Powers, the Wise Man Maduro, um, with the Dunkel. I think that would be really nice. All right, so we have three different picks on that one. Matt, can you be a tiebreaker for us? Yeah, actually I can because I I really like the idea of Tanner's pairing too. All right, that boom. Sounded, that sounded great to me. So Tanner Cole nice. takes the nice. uh, Tanner Cole takes. Let's just give Tanner the win this week. 
Uh, he takes the win. But oh. those, those are those all excellent. Yeah, that's that's the official audience win. Yeah, and not only that, but our our audience, Randy, just keeps getting more and more sophisticated. It seems like, you know, in the early days, sometimes we we're like, "What the heck are these guys thinking?" But now, like, I'll, I I thought all of those were were excellent. They could have absolutely. They could have all been uh, a good pick for me. All right. Do you guys want to uh, let's let's go ahead. Yeah, and, that, that was my that was my big takeaway from that as well. Let's go ahead. And Randy, we'll start with you. Uh, give us a final rundown of your pairing, what you thought, and then a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, I think the I think I, I, I've pretty much talked about all the flavors and why they're working. This is a big thumbs up for me. Um, I'm really enjoying uh, that the intensity being on par for both of them uh again you know I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you guys are saying that the the san andreas is not overpowering any of the flavors in the beer for you uh that was my big concern is just that i was able to appreciate both um on their own and still have them enhance each other and i'm getting that in spades with the lost city all right, very good. Uh, I'll go next. I love this pairing. Like, I, I, I feel like this is really one of the better uh, beer and cigar pairings. Like, it goes so well together. The The beer is, for me, like, this is like the beer is sort of like um, the left winger to the center in hockey. Like, the, 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 he's there. He's on the side. He's helping out. He's not. He's not trying to run the show, but he's he's helping out. He's he's making the center be even better than it normally is. So like I think that they both elevate each other, and I love this pairing. I'm going to give it a, a enthusiastic thumbs up. Jordan, what are you thinking? Oh your my pairing? goodness! I was going to say something very similar that the beer is is flavorful. It's not it's not like you're drinking like Topo or something. Um, it has it's bringing flavor to the table, but it's it's riding shotgun. You know, it's just below what. It's still letting the cigar be the star of the pairing, uh, but just just providing that nice support. Um, for me, the, the the they're they're so the, they're so balanced each of them. The they both coat the mouth really well. Um, the mm-hmm. cigar has that sort of same kind of concept where it just kind of just instantly fills the whole mouth. Um, really nice. This might be the best beer pairing that we've had on the show. Mm. I think. Wow. Uh, what do you think, Matt? How's, how did your uh, HVCA 500 year go? Man, I really like it. And uh, it's this beer is so interesting. Like, you can take a sip of it and then try the cigar right after. And then you don't have to take another sip for a couple of minutes. And you can try the cigar at different stages. You get a little bit more nuances from each stage. It's kind of really fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a good point, Matt, because, uh, Randy, one of the things I like to do with bourbon when I'm pairing with a cigar is – take a drink of the bourbon and purposely leave some of it, you know, in the recesses of my mouth while I, then I, I take some of the cigar and then, and like Matt says, like you get like kind of like different stages as you go. This beer's kind of that way too. Like you can take some of this beer in your mouth and kind of leave it there when you do the cigar and you get a nice combination, like nice mix yeah. of, of flavors as you go. Like this is a really fun pairing, Randy. Yeah, 
Fantastic. I'm glad everyone is enjoying it so much. And like we said last week and started off the show today, hopefully this inspires everybody. And it's so exciting that, you know, we had nine uh, pairings that uh, Jordan had to pick through there. And I'm sure there was more out there that, uh, that, that followed along. Hope you guys now know where to find these beers locally and uh, continue to uh, find other things in your human or to pair along with. And I'm definitely going to be doing something a lot more chocolatey next time after your guys' uh, experience and feedback on this one myself. All right, let's, um, uh, before we go to the audience vote, uh, let's just talk uh, about a couple of housekeeping items, Randy, that I'll talk about uh, while you're enjoying the beautiful weather there in Hawaii. We get a little bit of a delay, so I'll just go ahead and talk here. Um, uh, when our next Friday, which is two days from today, uh, we're going to have Luciano Morales on the show, Jordan. That's right. And so uh, many of you guys know there's been some stuff happened. Uh, Ace Prime and Crown Heads have, well, they say it's a friendly split on one side. There's also been some things that make it seem like it's a not of a friendly split. And so we're going to have Luciano on the show. We're going to get right down to brass tacks find out what in the heck is going on not only that but ace prime uh rebranded themselves and now they're called luciano cigars so like all kinds of crazy stuff has happened within the last week and we will be the first show to have uh, luciano on to find out what in what actually is happening like Randy! Randy! Sorry. <laughs> it's randy's fault because i had to do this this stupid pre-recorded uh yeah blame it on randy jordan blame it on randy he's reads anyways that's friday this coming friday so uh two day after tomorrow we'll be doing that and then the next big item is wherever you live especially if you live near the east coast make your travel plans today to be at famous smoke shop on november 11th because we are going to be having a big dojo 10th anniversary party at Famous Smoke Shop on November 11th. Yes, that is Veterans Day, and we will also be having a Veterans Day celebration that day uh, that we always do every single year on the dojo. So we'll be doing a cool Veterans Day thing. Troy Colian puts together a really cool uh, package of prizes for guys that were uh, either in um, any of the armed forces. But we will be at Famous that day, Jordan, for a very, very special event. And I can tell you this. Yes, there will be some type of a release. It'll be us and the Protocol Boys, Juan Cancel, Kevin Kythan. Jordan will be there. Hopefully, Randy will be there. Who knows who else will be there? It's going to be an absolute blast. But we wanted, to, oh, we, we wanted to tell everybody well in advance so they could make travel plans uh, <laughs> to be there on November 11th. So if you can join us at Famous Smoke Shop in Easton, Pennsylvania, please do so. So, Jordan... Uh, with that said, let's go to the audience vote. Who won between Randall and myself? Guys picked. I'm not gonna do a drum roll. This is that's too epic. I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, uh, Randy. I guess the people. Oh, people have spoken. Wow. People like the Pedro. You killed me last week, so I guess this is. Uh, I do yeah. think. I do. I mean, I, I'm not yeah, having that, what Randy's that is having. A, that's a dominant win. I think the Nicaraguan tobaccos lend themselves better for this beer. Mm. Just, just what from my previous experiences with Fuente stuff. Yeah, interesting. I did not see it going down quite like that. Uh, okay, Randy. Um, we are halfway through the Oktoberfest. 
uh, celebration on Flavor Odyssey. Tell us about the next two weeks so people can prepare for next week. Yes. So as we continue on the German excursion, next week we will be featuring none other than the actual traditional Oktoberfest beer. Uh, this could be a Märzen that you find in a store. Uh, they're often referred to as Fest beers in Germany if you get a traditional import. Um, so that'll be a fantastic one. I have news directly from Mr. Ravi Raz. He assures me he's going to be on the show. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, super exciting about that. Uh, as, as, as we are finally finishing up um, the, the traditional time period of Oktoberfest, we'll hit the Fest beer. Then we're going to go ahead and close it out with the biggest, strongest German lager, the Doppelbock, the week after that. Call that one liquid bread. Uh, very exciting stuff. We'll continue talking about German uh, brewing techniques and tradition and history and these Lovers go so darn well with cigars. So keep tuning in as we continue down the German excursion. Fantastic. Thank you. I'll let you go ahead and finish it out yeah, because no. I think the delay is just getting yeah, it's all right. worse no. and worse with the heat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Randy. Thank you. By the way, we should all thank Randy for um, he's, yeah. on vacation. he's on vacation. He's in Hawaii, Hawaii and he uh, found a way to pull this <laughs> show off. And so we can't, we can't appreciate, uh, we can't thank you enough, Randy, for making that happen. And I hope you have a, a blast in Hawaii. Thanks to everybody for participating on flavor Odyssey. Please join us uh, Friday night when we have Luciano on the show. Remember, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal. Is it okay if I steal Robbie's goodbye? You should do it. Okay. Be nice. Be kind to everybody. It doesn't cost you anything. Do it. As the Odyssey continues.